Good day now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, good day now. Well, you have got what possibly one of the most professional podcasts ever produced to look forward to after this introduction to it. How so? Well, it's well scripted, well rehearsed, uh, well, well, um, well, uh, well, 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 well. It's well. well. It's well. Uh, like when you know what you, well. you know when somebody says comes up to you and says, "How are you?" and you say, "Well," you know, and it could mean. I'm dying of a horrific condition, well. or it could mean I just found a tenner. You just kind of say, "Well, oh, well, delivered, well delivered, brilliantly scripted, brilliantly." Um, what are we talking about? The show that's coming up in a bit for the oh, listeners. Oh, the podcast, the podcast listeners. Yeah, podcast listeners. Oh, right, sorry. Yes. Podcast listeners. So, yeah, those guys. A wonderful time they have coming up. BAFTA yeah. award winning. Oh, oh. Whilst we're on the podcast intro, yeah, just wanted to raise the fact that I. Um, Actually, no, I'll do it on the outro. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll do it on the outro. Is it the outro bit yet? Not yet. Oh, look, listen to the show, listeners. Sorry not in service. 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 Sorry, not in service. Now, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We were asking the big questions this evening. Uh, first question, of course, Have you got a is. Pen? Yeah, I've got a pen. Oh. Uh, second question, of course, is why Sorry, Not in Service is like Panorama, the hard hitting investigative journalism house. And uh, the main reason is, of course, that it's a very highbrow operation. Uh, the words spoken are going to be very. Um, Forcefully delivered yes. in an inquisitive fashion. Yes. And by the end of this evening, we'll have finally uh, discovered the truth behind the tax irregularities at Manor Garage. Indeed. So, and of course, Sorrel and Service is harvested from trees. erotically charged as I clearly am right now. Oh, clearly, yes. Uh, you know I mean, a little bit too much. Well, I mean, there's no stopping once I get going. Um, That's not a good sentence. No, it's not, is it? It really isn't. I mean, it's let's, one that I don't let, retract. Let, well, no, I was going to use the word retract, and then I thought I'd best find another a little synonym there. Okay, fine. Um, well, it in, um, try and forget? No, try and forget is arguably... Let's not get bogged down at this point, Simon... Simon? Yes. Oh, yes, William. Better. Now, now they know what our names are. Yeah. Critically, they're also going to know what kind of things we get up to. Sure. And how best to divulge that information? How best to bed them in? Yeah. Mm, again, uh, slightly again, it's awkward, a little bit but, tricky. But there we go. Ah, formatting point of the show! This is the part of the show, listeners, where we place a, a firm hand on your shoulder and kiss you gently on the nape of the neck, just, just to bed you in. Yeah, certainly, sure. And, uh, William, I'd like you to go first. Your uh, hands are soft and supple and very grubby. Uh, that's actually ingrained filth. Ah, <laughs> lovely. Thank you. Good. Um, <coughs> William, what have you been up to in the past fortnight? Well, darling Simon... I'm going to go, darling Simon? Yeah, well, so darling Simon. Again, I'm erotically charged, Gordon. Very, very... It's got crackling off him, earthing into the radio, and it's going to be playing all manner of Barry White when Sustain goes back up. Simon, yesterday, I'm sorry to say that I went to work. 
Oh, William, what have I... You're no good at this. Yes, I know, and I You're keep not playing to your strength. You're literally playing to your foibles. <laughs> the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it gets me out of the home, which is very much the alternative to, as far as foibles go. Yeah, out of the frying pan. Yep. And into the other frying pan. <laughs> yes, that's but right. In between, Simon, mm. there's the fire of the drive and the outside world that is neither work nor home. And yes, Simon. Yes? Yesterday morning, I, I awoke and I listened to a little bit of a news programme. Catch up on the events of the day. What's been going on overnight, the rest of this lovely blue orb? And one of the things that's been going on in this lovely blue orb is there's a big old um, uh, display of the works of the band Pink Floyd at the V&A. Oh! Oh! And this, uh, because they played a few samples of it in the news report, I thought, well, probably listen to Pink Floyd on the drive-in. Well, that would make sense. Wouldn't it just? But yeah. the thing is, I, um, I was in quite the mood. I was ready for a good old hardcore day's work. And so I was arguably um, playing Pink Floyd a touch too loudly. I was a bit too enthusiastic about the listening to the Pink Floyd. In your car? Uh, in my car, yes, whilst driving along country roads. And, I mean, on the way in, the most notable thing was probably listening along with the song Great Gig in the Sky, which is a lovely track and largely features the sound of some women going, No, you know I've got some volume when I actually let rip. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so do all the other people on the road. i got people actually staring at me, driving the other side of the A358. Yeah. Uh, so a good 40 feet away from me and doing 60 miles an hour, and they were still craning their necks <laughs> <laughs> as they drove by, staring at this man in his clapped-out ponky red wing car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not all the fun. Oh, was it? Because on the way out... Well, I'm full up with fun. You, there, I don't you, know if there's any more left in me, Well, I mean, you look like it's bursting to come out. Well, I'm, uh, fit, I'm fit to burst. My seams are, you know, at the, right at the edge of their um, elasticity. There. But, but let's see how much more fun you can fit in me. Surprisingly charged link this has been. <laughs> so, Simon, with an additional little bit of fun, on the way out, I pop the iPod back in, and of course it's still playing the Pink Floyd. Oh, of course. And concordantly, I've had a good day's work and I'm feeling pretty charged up. I've stolen some apples, scrumping, and I'm driving at full pelt, listening to the Pink Floyd through... Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, sort of to the speed limit. You said you were driving at full pelt. I don't want you to get in trouble. Country roads. Yeah. It's very difficult to hit the speed limit. Certainly I'm driving like I've just stolen the car. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Still screaming along with the Pink Floyd band, and still um, in a fit of giggles and insanity and fun, having done a hardcore day's work, yeah, covered sure. in grease and grime, and the aforementioned filth under my hands. Two showers, and still it goes not. A working man. Yes. But because I was getting increasingly berserk, yeah. and I was munching on apples, you know that... Um, it's kind of feeding into itself, this mania. Yeah. You know how you can eat an apple, and with a bit of flair, you can get some elbow action into the business of eating an apple? You place the apple to your mouth, into your, like, uh, into your teeth, small bites, yeah. yeah, and then what you do, you kind of use your elbow action to force out a bit of apple, and it's in your teeth. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on, and yeah. after a while I remembered that people can see into my car, yeah. as well as me seeing out of it. Windows. Yeah. So I got even bigger about it. And I was, I was munching down on an apple, and then I'd throw it at my windscreen. <laughs> it would bounce off and fall into my lap, and I would roar, Dah! and then throw it back at the windscreen. And the people in front were getting worried, the people behind were backing off. It was great fun. And then I got behind this car, and I was in such a good mood that I decided the time had come to serenade this car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I'd clocked the number plate and I was enjoying the number plate. I broke away from singing along with the Pink Floyd band, Simon, because it was time for me to sing this number plate. The letters of which, not the numbers so you aren't traceable, is Y R U G Y. You ain't got no alibi. You're Audi. <laughs> Shouting this all the way to the garage at the top of Thorn Falcon, where um, at the traffic lights, she took the opportunity to just kind of. Flick that little switch underneath your rear view mirror. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't see her anymore. <laughs> at which point, I laughed uproariously. All the people in the petrol station next to us stared at me for a bit. And I drove home peaceably. <laughs> Simon, not work and not at home. Still a problem. Eek. <laughs>
fiddling with his eyebrow hair like a mother flipper. Uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, time indeed for the latest instalment of Formatting Point of the Show! Now, it's Simon's turn, of course, to tell you the gripping tale of his previous fortnight's activities. Mm. And I've got to say, listeners, uh, I will be leaving you disappointed because um, nothing has happened. Nothing at all? Nothing of note. Absolutely nothing of note. Now, I've got a theory. The last month, uh, the last two shows, this one included, uh, I've come to the table with very little anec- anecdotally wise. Um, and I'm, I'm beginning to, to, to understand why. Uh, Carla's growing a little child in, inside her, and I'm to be father. Um, and now, uh, a lot of dads will start this process, and they'll go. They'll say things like, "I'm going to be a really cool dad." Um, and then, of course, cool dad. cool dad. And then, it's, of course, it's all kids are all like, "Ah, oh, you know, f off, dad. You're not cool." And I think this is this is what's happening to me. I don't know. The, 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 the stars are aligning in such a way to to stop anything interesting or exciting happening to me, William. Cases in point. Cases in point. Carry on. I, I've done three activities this week right. that I thought would lend themselves very well to anecdotes for the radio. Something terrible's going to happen here, of course. Number one, last weekend, took part in the annual Lydia and Lawrence croquet tournament. Okay, something stupid's going to happen there. Yeah, Lydia of course it Lawrence. is. What are those freaks up to? Well, exactly, and Simon's involved. God, uh, did the mallet fall off the stick? No. Did, did he it- inadvertently clobber a vicar? No. Uh, you sure? Yeah, absolutely sure. I had a really nice time. We won our first round and we lost in the quarterfinals. That's 50%. That's right in the middle. There's nothing exciting about that. 50% is right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, on the Sunday last weekend, we, um, we re- rewired some um, light bulb switches and, uh, and some plug sockets. Oh, Simon's never used... Simon's never played with electricity before. <laughs> what, what jolly japes will happen yeah. here? Mayhaps he'll burn the house down. No, not at all. No, at all. We did it. It was fine. All the lights worked. Not a problem. Uh, what happened last night? Oh, Simon what sold S- Simon uh, sold his laptop on eBay to a gentleman from Bridport, just down the road from where I live. What, you Hello, why don't we? Why don't we meet up? Uh, oh, he, wants, he wants to pay by cash. Great. It's pushing up past eight in the evening. It's dark. Let's meet up in a pub car park. He's turning up in a blue transit van. Oh, what could happen? I might get kidnapped. Yeah. I might get kidnapped and tortured and taken away and have to live in a cellar for a few years. Anecdote Rubbing the lotion on your skin. Exactly. No, he's a perfectly reasonable man. I gave him the laptop. He gave me 120 quid. We both went our separate ways. Transaction took no, no more than 30 seconds. I am... Nothing is happening to me of any interest apart from the expansion of my wife's stomach with a child inside. It's... I don't know what to do, William. I uh, need... Hang on, hang on, Simon, Simon. Nothing bad can happen to you. Well, it seems that way. Nothing bad or anecdotes, you know, um, providing or just something that, you know... That... Well, what makes you the superhero that Bruce Willis plays in the film Unbreakable? Well, <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe if I sort of persuade myself that that's the case, then You're I will gonna... go out and do some pretty... Pretty drastic things. Pretty drastic things, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, uh yeah. <laughs> Mike's up. Find out. Find out what's going to happen next. Or what's going to happen next on this remarkable journey that we're on, riding the oceans of radio, the radio waves, if you will, up and down. I we like go. it. I imagine at some point what will happen, Simon, is we will be swallowed by a radio whale. BBC Radio Wales. <laughs> I imagine at some point we'll just be amalgamated into BBC Radio Wales. Well, you sincerely hope so. Well, in the kind of post-Brexit world, what I'm imagining is going to happen is the Welsh, hungry for revenue, sure. will, will come <laughs> south. <laughs> yeah. Like the uh, the British raids of old, yeah, yeah, you know, of when, the, when the Britons raided the Saxons. Sure. Yeah, they'll do that, you see. Yeah. But instead of rustling for cattle, <laughs> they'll rustle for local radio stations. I'm going to do my Welsh now, okay? Okay. Hello! What was that? <laughs> Billy Connolly, wasn't it? That's Billy Connolly. Try again. Um, hello. Better. I'm... I'm from the Wales! I've come to harvest your radio broadcasters. 
genuinely thought you were going to go, I'm free. <laughs> Hello. The I'm free. Simon, the way into Welsh is you kind of start with a bit of Rod Gilbert. If you just Which part? Well, if you just kind of start with Rod Gilbert. Gilbert. Gilbert, yes. Yeah. It's okay then. Everything kind of works out from that point. Fine, I'll go. Well, <laughs> that's where it turned out. <laughs> On ancient soil. <laughs> Can you remember, Will? A while remember ago. way back when. Remember way back when there was a there was a show that we did where we uh, we we'll agreed we agreed very um, sincerely that next time we uh, say to each other just before a song's about to finish we've got nothing to say what are we going to talk about I'm just going to play another song. Oh, I want this bit in the podcast. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do want this bit in the podcast <laughs> um, uh, because I've got some staggering news for you, Simon. Go on. That's right. I. I'm George Bush. Uh, for clarity, I'm not. <laughs> then, then what was that? <laughs> that was George Bush's theme tune. Why did you say it though, Will? That's what, what I don't understand. What was the thinking? I mean, I'm sure we were struggling for content. Well, I mean, everybody's searching all, for him. Uh, you, they went on that. Remember, they went on that raid into into a botabad to try and track him down. Right, and it wasn't. Yeah, and it wasn't him. It was just some guy with a bunch. So of what tickets. are you doing now? Satire? Is that what <laughs> you? Is, is, is that what you're trying to do My now? Roy, I'm Rod Gilbert. <laughs> I'm Rory Bremner's, but he does impressions, doesn't he? But yeah, I mean, yeah. Rod Gilbert. Why? why, why I'm why George you, Bush. Why did you say that? It makes no sense at all. George Bush. What were the listeners to think? What are the listeners? Oh, that's zany. <laughs> what, a zany what a zany idea. Well, I'm George what, Bush. Yeah, what a zany, that, that man's George, George Bush. Bush. That what, what, George that's Bush. remarkable, isn't it? Well, um, look. Just, well, what do you, what do you tell the listeners you're George Bush I'm again? I'm George Bush. Yeah, well, they, yeah the, the old classic. What the mic, why? I'm George Bush. I know. Oh, who, who really started the war on terror? Is that one of the questions? Yeah, that's a question. I'm George Bush. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yes. It's hard hitting, isn't it? Isn't it, it is really. But I just—I'm not sure that it's good radio. That's why I just feel you—I you, feel like we're listening, leaving the listeners a bit shortchanged. Me and Tony Blair are the best of friends, but politically, not really in real life. Yeah, okay. We, we, we have different values. Yeah, I mean, this—it's not even. When, I don't. Oh, I I'm just, Patrick McGowan. Wrong CD. Carry on with that song. That was the Patrick McGowan theme too. No, let's not go down this route. I was again. in the prisoner. But no, you, I stop your impressions. Stop your. I was the titular prisoner. Stop your Patrick McGowan. No, you mm. George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so I want this link in the podcast. Um, who was that guy again? Patrick McGowan. No, can you have the other one, please? George Bush. Why are you doing Who are you? Oh, for goodness sake! What's going on? Wiveliscombe will play host to the World Dinosaur Championships on Wednesday night, with the enormous reptiles battling it out for supremacy across the town. The winner will be presented with a golden amulet in the town centre at a special ceremony hosted by local entrepreneur Frank Dumbledore. The bookie's favourite, Jerry Spinosaurus, told Sorry Not In Service, Rawr! <laughs> and Hewish Champflower are coming to the end of their chain of events. The chain of events has been a full 22 years in production, and its strapping team of chain pullers are oiled and ready. The chain of events, which will pull Satan into this world, has been a regular feature of the National Trust website's Things to Look Out For section, and is expected to boost tourism and evil. <laughs> oh, frightening. A blue plaque is to be installed. <laughs> a blue plaque is to be installed on Cothay Manor in Storley next Thursday, commemorating the recent discovery that Robot Wars commentator Jonathan Pierce was conceived there. Pierce's parents were keen butterfly enthusiasts and became overwhelmed with the sheer volume of the damn things in the manor's gardens. They stripped down to their nether garments and went at it next to the geraniums. <laughs> Pierce will not be attending the blue plaques unveiling, but Ian McCaskill will be there. 
And speaking of the Ians, Ian Frampton, Peter's cousin, will be demonstrating his prowess with a keyboard next week as competition continues for the title of Copy Editor of the Chipstable Chatterer. The competition, which has already passed through the creative writing stage and the swimwear round, is just a job interview. <laughs> the, fu- <laughs> the funeral of the former mayor of... <laughs> Shift. The funeral of former Mayor of Clatworthy, <laughs> Harry Glove Puppet, will take place in the church at 11am on Monday morning. <laughs> Glove Puppet was a much-beloved mayor, serving the parish for a record 60 years. He was a keen dancer and would often secure trade deals with parishes in Devon by sending them videos of him grooving to the latest chart smash while wearing a t-shirt listing all the things that Clatworthy can supply. He will be missed by most of the residents in the village, with the notable exception of the families th- that he, of those he took with him. <laughs> mm. And well, the bunting made of old nappies and car number plates is out in Preston Bowyer this weekend as preparations ramp up for the coronation of King Bin the Third. The presumptive ruler of Preston Bowyer has promised radical reforms to the economy, a focus on keeping outsiders away, and is a wheelie bin. <laughs> oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, those are the events coming up. Uh, if you were planning on going to the celebration in Wiverliscum on Saturday, or Sunday, uh, then, uh, then you can go to that if you want. But uh, my, for my money, best time will be had at the um, things we just said. Certainly will be. So, um, William, um, <laughs> uh, you know how we've been maybe floundering around this evening a little bit, struggling for content, perhaps. Uh, I've got a brand new feature that I'd like to bring to the table. Simon and we'll have a conversation as if we weren't on radio. Oh, that's an interesting idea, Simon. How, how's that going to work? Um, well, uh, you know you've re- reduced the hours in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Um, do you still get staff discount? Yeah, I do, actually. It's up to 20%, actually, until Sunday. Until Sunday? What happens on Sunday? It goes back to 10. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Carla and I wanted to buy baby clothes, can we buy them off the website, or do we have to come into the store? Uh, with a discount card, it's going to be easier to come into the store. But if you, you used to be able to order online with your discount card. Yeah, but I've got to attach it to the... It's quite weird. What you've got to do is you've got to phone up the actual help desk mm. with your account and say, I want to link my discount card to that. And it could be a bit tricky trying to sort it out in time for that. Oh, well, so to main, to, so the twenty percent off is still on. Yeah, yeah. So at some point this weekend, when, when are you working? I was eleven seven tomorrow, and I'm ten six Sunday. But I probably wouldn't be able to put it through till on Sunday because it's going to be Sunday. the whole shift that the stores open. So either if you either what time does it close on Saturday? Oh, 10. Yeah. Just... So if we were to come in. Tomorrow evening, we might yeah. be able to pick up some baby stuff and get the discount applied. Like if we met you after you finish work, seven o'clock ish. Yeah, so you could actually you could come in and pick up a load of stuff, and we'll uh, we'll just find somebody likely to put it through until I can swipe the discount. Uh, oh, is, it bit, is it a bit awkward? Well, technically speaking, you're not supposed to use it for other people. Mm. You're not supposed to be used for gifts and things like that. Right. Uh, so we could do that. Well, I guess no, if, if, no, if, any, if anybody asks, then I guess we could just say William's offered to spend under a quid on baby clothes for us. Yeah, that's totally doable. Yeah, it had to go through my card or cash, but if we just put it on my card, can you like transfer back over? Yeah, yeah, because I've got um, NetWest app. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. There, Good feature. Simon and Will talk normally as if they weren't on the radio. Fresh new feature. Uh, I'll play this one. On the land from the law. We skip the denouement. No, we can't skip the denouement. It's a story, Simon. 
Let's just spend that. It's the last little bit. It was ten years on. What? When you resurfaced in a motor car. And with the wave of an arm. Is this relevant? Well, to the overall story, yes, it is relevant, Simon. Simon Lee, you've made a baby right inside of your wife, and you sure as hell side it. Simon Lee, you'll be a daddy, you'll have sick in your beard, and then nothing but crying. Time for baby chat hour. Uh, now, of course, baby cats in France. Um, now, William, um, it's time for baby cats. Young broccoli, the young child, the boy child, the, the boy, the boy and heir to my entire estate. Uh, it's uh, it's um, he's growing in Carla's tummy, and he's begun kicking Carla from the inside. And I've the started, brute. I've started being able to feel him kicking towards the outside. He's kicking back. <laughs> no, I haven't kicked back. <laughs> That's an appalling idea. Yes. Uh, we actually saw him kicking, uh, sort of through Carla's t-shirt. Oh right, uh, it was it was extra. It's been it's been a real kicktastic uh, time, right, for us. Um, High hopes for him to be the new Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> yes, yes, or the new Rio twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, actually. Um, now, um, young broccoli, he uh, he seems to respond to uh, people talking to him. Uh, directly to the tummy, or certainly me. Anyway, responds to my voice, which is exciting. But not Carlos. Well, no, I mean, I'm I, bored of it already. What tends to happen is that if Carlos moving around, then he doesn't. He's sort of he's, he's static. Um, when she lies down and stops, that's when he starts kicking off. Uh, when I address him, then he starts kicking off. Father to son. Yeah, well, quite. And um, so anyway, I was um, of an evening. Carla will be in bed. Uh, just sort of, oh, I'll go and tuck her in, and. Um, uh, what? <laughs> well, Carla, Carla will be in bed. She goes to bed earlier than I. And then um, you tuck her in. Well, yeah, it's fine. And um, and then hang on, I'll, hang on. Well, and then well. I'll lay I'll lay my head on Carla's tummy and talk to young child. See if I can get a kick out of him. But so anyway, what we tend right, to do okay, is, is tell him about our day. And um, he's not interested. And uh, one of the things that happened, there was no sort of um, there was no fun anecdote out of it. Was we played in this croquet tournament? I mentioned it earlier. Now I was. I was a bit frustrated because we lost in the quarterfinals. <laughs> taking it, was a bit, it was a bit annoying. Um, and so I started jabbering on. Now I'm facing towards Carla's legs. Uh, and I sort of, for a moment, as I was busy talking to, to Broccoli and um, getting lost in the moment, I kind of forgot that she was there. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so I was jabbering on to the kid about it. And I was getting myself quite irate. Um, and, um, and then I got on to like how next year we're going to win. Right. Next year, Broccoli, we're going to have you on the outside. And then you can distract them all by being the cutest little baby. <laughs> or your mum could just sort of flop out one of her boobs and start <laughs> distracting everybody by feeding you. Or offering all of the rest of the competitors some delicious nutrients. <laughs> At which point I stop. <laughs> Lifted my head up, turned my head 90 degrees, 180 degrees to my left to see a rather furious wife staring back at me because I'd rather lost the run of myself talking to young child. Oh, she annoyed that you hadn't come up with that plan before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why didn't you think of that earlier? I mean, six hours earlier. Could have done with that idea. That's a uh, great plan. So, um, so yes, yeah, so the lesson learnt is... Is what? Um, I'm not sure you've learned the lesson, Simon. I think you're you're still thinking this might be a goer. This is a lesson in progress. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it is. Well, I'm making plans for next year's croquet tournament, and XTC are making plans for Nigel. Uh, no, um, there's actually some truth in that last song, William, for, for me personally, because um, 
I uh, did, go on. I did the rotor at work for the next two months, and um, and uh, you're not on it. We've got an employee called Nigel. So I, this afternoon, I was literally making plans for Nigel. Uh, how does he take it? Yeah, he seems quite happy with it. Okay. Yeah. And on that note, uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Why don't we do the uh, the top ten countdown for this next week? Okay. That's my latest plan. And like just after that, she's run off with a milkman at X. It's safe and sound and soiled with the end of the band of the brothers. <laughs> and up 473 places to number nine, it's Simple Boy with This Is a Circular. And I hate you, it was Raph Muffin and Snapped in Twain. <laughs> number seven this week, for the 17th week in a row, is The Good Homies with Engorged Body Clock. And piping into you via the IV, it's Young at Heart with the Simpsons theme. So it'll be VI for number six. Uh, Shut number, up! Number five! Shut up! It's Touchy Feely Good Time Wonder Bus with Return to El Alamein. And uh, you've fallen over your IV. St- it's Text Massage with Through to the Bitter End. Uh, uh, keeping up with the Nigels, at number three, it's Hefty Nigel with Nakajusa. Aye, aye, coming in there at two. <laughs> it's Ted's Sexy Jazz Band with Quincy Bones. <laughs> I No, what's at number one? Just, it's not quite as good, is it? In number one this week is Rapturous Applause with, unfortunately, it's Terminal. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was your top ten. And this is your number one hit single for this week, Rapturous Applause with, unfortunately, it's Terminal. We we ended the song with "Oh I" um, when Jarvis sings the word "Yeah" um, because we were well almost ribbing the North, uh, like the Pennines rib the North. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly, sir. <laughs> now, William, you said you had a, a bit of content for the radio well, I show. Well, to be honest, Simon, I've got two pieces of content. One, it's just a brief thing. I just need to quiz you on the thing that you you mentioned. Yeah, and well, I wanted to pick you up on it, but you were you were anecdoting your heart out, well, and I thought stone of pure man, so you'd struggle. Go on. You're 13 soon. I am now, yeah. What, 13 bang on? Yeah. It's all here. <laughs> for the listeners, for the listeners, for the listeners he was reaching towards his middle. <laughs> my stomach. <laughs> Not my phallus. <laughs> Go on, you were going to quiz me. <laughs> you were going to quiz me. Ask me a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Well, first, there's a question regarding 
Regarding, I mean, uh, the problem is now, this is the question regarding the bedroom. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, Simon. Yeah. Uh, tucking Carla in? Yeah. You tuck her in? Oh, we do while she's pregnant. Gotta do what she says. Simon! Gary Chapman! Yes, dear. Trudge up the stairs. You said you couldn't do impressions. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. I th- it's, it's more. I don't tuck tucking in. It's just what we re- sort of refer to it. So, so it will be Carla will go up to to brush her teeth and get into bed, yeah, and I then don't... after about five or ten minutes, I'll follow her up and I'll say good night, Carla, and then have a quick chin wag with the baby. There's no actual tucking. You don't We're actually tuck her. Yeah. Oh, for God, this is, this is what I was trying to work out. Why would I? Why would I tuck her in? And then have to, like, go back and then untuck her when I creep into bed. Well, because you only tuck in one side, don't you? What's the point of tucking in the first place? Well, so that side's tucked in. Then you provide the the, the seal the on the other side. <laughs> the seal. It's like the way that, like, with a crisp packet, mm. okay, you've got the the bottom of the crisp packet is heat-sealed, sure. right? The spine of the crisp packet, usually on the back, next yeah. to the barcode, yeah. that's sealed. You just open up the top. Sure. So you leave a bit open for access, essentially. Fine. Yeah. Well, so... Well, to be honest, I was going to find out whether or not you'd managed to perfect a tucking system, but apparently you don't actually tuck Carla in. No, no, no. It's, it's so I was going to ask whether you prefer to go feet first, or whether you go side first and then feet to, with a fold, or... No, none of those things. You don't do that? Not in the slightest, sir. Right. Well, move on. What's your anecdote, Will? Well, anyway. <laughs> that was normal. <laughs> I'm Douglas Hurd. <laughs> so is this... <laughs> Who are you now, Simon? I'm John Inverdale. And I'm Satire. In Douglas Heard. John Inverdale. <laughs> Do you want to hear John Inverdale and Douglas Heard at the same party? Wow. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> they're, dread- they're dreadful company at the party. <laughs> Douglas Heard's left, and so is John Inverdale. Oh, lovely stuff! Thank (laughs) God for that. that (laughs) More impressions. Can you imagine, Will, if this was our first show and Barry was here to make sure that we knew what we were doing (laughs) to look after us? Imagine him sat there with his handsome boyish good looks, jaw hitting the floor. What the hell have we let loose on the bell? I think right now what he'd be doing, he'd be popping on his big felt hat. You know, the one that reaches out further than his shoulders. Yes. Sitting his cat on top of it, and he'd say, my work here is done. (laughs) And then he'd climb out through the roof and eat a bird. Cape blowing in the wind. <laughs> I was genuinely thinking the other day we need to probably think about revamping this show because it's getting a little bit self-indulgent. <laughs> I think if there's thought, thought that the, don't think about it. Just don't think about. That's <laughs> we've had discount card policy tonight. <laughs> Is this still a radio show? I don't know what this is anymore. I don't I thought that people are listening to this. They're not. Shall we look at the figures? Oh yeah. Yeah, they Oh are. my gosh, they're actually listening to this. Email in if you're listening. Yeah. And especially uh nominate us for some kind of Sony Award. <laughs> in any particular genre. <laughs> in any- Preferably erotic drama. This is the rest of Douglas Heard on his own. I'd already played three quarters of the songs. <laughs> it so was, it's basically it was a, it over. Must have a respite. <laughs>
It's just a little bit more Douglas heard and then it's done. <laughs> so we're basically back in the same position we were. <laughs> Not 25 seconds ago, floundering alone in a room. <laughs> For the entertainment of nobody. You want to play a longer song so we can compose ourselves? Yeah, let's play. And I'll get back to the thing that I was going to say. Right, this one's four and a half minutes long. Who is it? That was Robin Cook. Right, we're going to do this properly now. Now we're going to do this properly. Now, Simon! Yes, William, I'm interested. Better sin. I like that. Um, now, Simon! Go on. As you know, I don't really fit in with the, uh, the standard, uh, uh cookie-cutter model of humanity, do I? No, I mean... It, again, Will you stop you, looking at my bowl? Well, you, you sort of... You've, you've split your crotch again. I haven't that much, have I? Yeah, it's quite... It's a new trousers! How have I done that already? Well, I, I mean, I've got a fair idea. <laughs> and you're itching down there, aren't you? And like, <laughs> you're constantly scratching away. What? It's going to spoil the scene if you do that. I don't know if you can hear that, listeners, but that's going to be the theme tune for the rest of this, <laughs> this link. Anyway, Simon. Yeah. Um, I recently realised, uh, but one of the downsides. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. Well, I recently realised one of the downsides of my uh, my new career yeah. in the outside world is, of course, it's a, it's a little bit, uh, you know. Please stop scratching. <laughs> I'm not going. I think I'm making the hole bigger. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just lose that now. Um, we're going to lose that motif. I realised one of the downsides mm. of my newfound <laughs> career working in the outside world is that at the end of the day, mm. there's there's a distinct difference. Between the you that rode out in the morning, yep. freshly pressed and clean, hair swept back, and yep. oiled and greased and... Uh, <laughs> buttered. Buttered. <laughs> basted. Le- basted, leaded, popped in the oven for 20 minutes, sure. and um, then just left on the side to rest. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, and, and the me that arrives back at mm. the end of the day. You know, I've got all leaves and mud in my hair. The stubble on my face is uh, notably... Uh, darker yeah. from the sweat and the salt and stuff like that. They are kind of slightly more red. I've got all blood on my arms your eye, and stuff like in your that. Eyes. I've got uh, um, a really minty breath because I've been chewing gum all day, mm. and uh, it's lovely. And um, I, you know, and I'm kind of laughing because yeah. by that point, I'm usually feeling a little bit erratic. Yep. As a representative of the uh, the rest of the world, Simon. Sure. Because you're kind of my representative of the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. I'm your link to it, aren't I? You're one of the norms. The normos. They call me Norman. They call you Normo Norman. Yeah. Well, Simon. Yeah. Should I stop? (laughs) Should I stop going into my old old place of work uh, when I'm in that state? Because obviously I still go in there for, you know, 12 hours a week. In order to pursue, my, you know, my previous job. So the question <laughs> is, when I've left work and I'm in a bit of a, you're in a bit of a sort of you know, post-work, funk, an erratic state. Erratic state. Should you then go into your sometimes workplace, which is a shop open to members of the public, and behave in an erratic way? Yeah, it's, it's the near, it's the best shop to go to on the way back. Yeah, it's the um, no drawing on my leg. It's the <laughs> best shop to go to on the way back, and it's. You know, it's just convenient. Sure. <laughs> Simon's trying to draw my leg and I'm threatening his knee with snot. <laughs> <laughs> tried so hard <laughs> to do a proper <laughs> leg. We really tried. <laughs> we really tried. Barry, we tried so <laughs> hard. <laughs> so hard. We Barry. did everything you taught us. <laughs> but now we're fighting with pens and snots. <laughs> you proud of us, Mum? <laughs> you proud? <laughs> Snot on me. singing an alarm clock ringing 
and a postman whistling. What's the time, Mr. Wolf? TV time. At last summer's groundbreaking challenge show, No No Please Don't No Please No will be getting its very own one-off special, I Have a Family. Michaela Strachan will be hosting, and Nicholas Parsons taking the chair. A new series of No No Please Don't No Please No will return in November. <clears throat> Bergerac is back on our screens on Wednesday night, hosting the new reality TV show, Can You Fix a Vacuum Cleaner Better Than a Ten-Year-Old in the Jungle? 37 celebrities and 18 primary school children will be dropped into separate parts of the Amazonian rainforest and would only receive their meagre food packages once they fixed a vacuum cleaner. The teams will have 10 vacuum cleaners to fix and 3 years to survive before Bergerac goes to look for them. <laughs> and hit reality show Junkies will return to ITV9 <laughs> on Wednesday at 7. The first episode will see the Junkies attempting to build a chicken coop. But will the show be edited to reflect the difficulties of fighting addiction in an uncaring society? Or just for laughs? <laughs> I'm banking on the former. A new horticultural thriller starring Alan Titchmarsh as a bumbling middle-aged gardener whose look is somewhere between an extra on Lovejoy and a long-forgotten gnome starts on BBC Two on Monday night. The Titchmarsh character roams the countryside, solving crimes and putting grass clippings on mushrooms. Too Mulch, Too Fungus is on at 6pm. <laughs> and the 10 Parish's very own Loch Ness Funster Barry Summers will be on the news this Thursday as questions are raised over his unsolicited involvement in the Kosovo conflict <laughs> raised. The conflict, which most people had assumed was over, will be enthusiastically restarted by a thoroughly feathered and wide-eyed Summers before he claims to have a serious case of quantum leap and departs in a zeppelin. imagery. Saturday <laughs> night is Arabian night on ITV4. The evening, will the evening will consist of a poorly thought through dance routines, an improvised star-studded stage version of Aladdin, some ignorance and Vernon Kay telling everyone what a great night we've all had. It's sure to be a Riyadi good night. <laughs> And so, listeners, if you think that your TV licence was being wasted on... Uh, whose line is it anyway? Then clearly you were mistaken. It's all being wasted on the things we just said. Goodbye. voice didn't she nay she had a lovely voice a joke though william i get it yeah, right at the end of the show carefully. finally a joke came in carefully crafted now listeners you'll be delighted to know we have come to the end of the show well what, a, what an adventure it's been what an adventure it's been um, i will have you know simon yeah that one of the listeners did email in and uh it just says this show has been the longest hour and a half of my long long life Fuck your ideas up. Uh, Simon. Yes. Um, we've been checking the moon. We've been checking the stars. We've been checking the shadows that uh, flit hither and thither from hedge to shrubbery, um, carrying with them a curious feeling of fear. Um, have you seen anybody else out there, though? No, not, not a soul. Well, in that case, we shall officially declare... Uh-oh. Oh, no. There are no warmints. Maybe they're lost. Or stuck in a tree. I'm really worried. Fetch a ladder. Uh, yes, listeners, once again, the varmints have been a, um, a wall. What, oh, sorry? They've been a wall. They've been a wall. They've been a They've wall. They've been a wall. Yes, I hope everything's all right with you. Of course, them. it's French for owl. Guys, if you're listening, uh, um, we I miss hope you, and we hope everything's fine. Yeah. And you're not I hope avoiding us. For um, any particular reasons. No. I don't know why they would, because it's a great jingle. Sure. And they love it. <laughs> yeah. It always pleases them to hear it, doesn't it? I like bringing them pleasure. Yeah, precisely. Right, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of bringing you pleasure, this is the end of the show. There will be a podcast up over the weekend uh, with all of the officially selected best bits. 
Um, well, that means you're you're picking them. Yeah. Well, it's going to be really annoying and boring and sad. Like a, like a git. Yes. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to be cutting out everything? Yes. Are you going to be cutting out the bit about the next card? Yes. Uh, are you going to be cutting out the uh, long rambling bits about Douglas Hurd? Ideally. Jerk. And the uh, George Bush one. Well, I'm, you're going to be cutting gonna, out the George Bush one. I'm going to cut out the formatting points. I'm going to cut out. I'm going to cut out the features. I'm going to cut out the Barry chat and the Barry email chat. Uh, and then I'm going to. If re- it is Barry, and then I'm going to replace it all with um, an episode of Football Weekly from Guardian Unlimited. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Now it's the outro bit. Right. Good day, no listeners. Hello. Hello. Oh, well, again. Did, you, did you enjoy we're, the professional bit? We're in the, we're in the outro bit of the show we're now. We're in the outro bit now, yes. aren't we? Yes. Aren't we? Sorry, I wanted to leave this bit for the outro for fear of um, upsetting anybody. Cool. Uh, you know the uh, you know our rival um, uh, nemeses? Yes. Yeah, no, I know, I know them. Tom and Sam. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm aware of their work. I'm aware you of their faces. How, you notice how Sam Grist. Yeah. Don't yeah. know the guy. Not, not willing to... Uh, I don't want to sort of, you know, put his back up. I hear it's a lovely back. Wonderfully smooth. I think I've decided I hate him. <laughs> oh, really? I think... I think he's now... <laughs> I mean, he's not fully on the list. Oh, my God. Like, he's not on the list of, of you know, people uh, who've, who've maybe interfered in my life in a way that's been right. actively yeah. negative. Yeah. But he's... He's bordering on the list. Why, Will? Because he said I sounded like Boris Johnson. Now, I went back and checked through the podcast of this show, yeah. and then I went and listened to Boris Johnson, and I don't think I sound anything like him. Right. And that's annoyed me. I think it was possible... So now I will take Sam Grist's fingers. <laughs> How's your radio show going to sound then, Gristo?